Hey everybody and welcome back to Flightcast. I'm Jason Rosewell and this is an aviation podcast that was started as a way to talk about the mobile flight simulator Infinite Flight. And Mark, do we ever have an Infinite Flight episode for people today? Yes, we do. Yes, um, we do. This is, uh, well, first, let's back up a little bit. Uh, we are, Mark, in yep. Atlanta, Georgia. Yes, we are. It's good to see you, buddy. I know it is. You're welcome. <laughs> um, yeah. And, dude, it's, it's, it's always a great time to, to meet up with everybody, just to have a great time anyway. Yeah. IF ModCon, so. Infinite Flight ModCon 2017. Uh, yes. happening right now. I'm doing the hashtag symbol with my fingers um, in case you can't see that. Hashtag uh, symbol. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, and uh, so everybody, this is the very last reminder. If you're in the Atlanta, Georgia area this Saturday, October 7th, or Friday for that matter, we're going to be on site Friday for a couple of interviews and then uh, at Peachtree DeCobb Airport, PDK, and uh, then all day on Saturday, and we are going to be live on YouTube. Now, I just want to throw a little disclaimer out there. We will be live. There are always... Uh, as Mark and I know, little variables that you sometimes can't control or you don't anticipate. Um, last year, for example, or in February, we were in San Francisco, and the the unknown always seems to be the upstream connection, the internet connection when you're live. So <clears throat> until uh, until Bose or somebody is sponsoring us and, and uh, giving us blazing fast internet every time, um, we are going to rely on the best internet connection that we've got there, and uh, you just never know what's going to happen. So if... For some reason, our live connection's not working. Uh, rest assured that we will be recording the episodes and we will air them after. I think Stephen has probably uh, ordered off of uh, Amazon, uh, NASA engineered satcom. Yeah, I think he was already so, talking to Elon Musk yeah. the other day and uh, they, they launched a, a rocket for us. So Yeah, they went ahead and took care of that. Yeah, it should be good. Um, I'm excited about it. We are going to be talking to some Tuskegee Airmen, which is just blows my mind i can't believe we get to do that uh we'll be talking to some of the um the guys that are giving the warbird rides uh some of the caf dixie wing pilots we're gonna be talking to them um we'll be talking to the guys at 3g aviation media um mark you're going to participate in one of their uh photography workshops yes Uh, there's a good chance we'll be at the sunrise photography uh, session uh, on. Uh, su- well, there's both, yeah, right? You know damn well I'm not getting up before <laughs> the sunrise. <laughs> okay. So, all right, touche. Uh, yeah, sunset. Yeah, sunset. Okay, uh, so all kinds okay. of great stuff. Um, we're also talking to Mr. Pat Epps. Uh, he is the uh, well, Epps Aviation. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. be in the Epps Aviation hangar when we're recording our podcast. He's got a really cool story, and if you go over to, I think it's EppsAviation.com. Um, I'm sure I'll be corrected if I'm wrong. Uh, there's a really cool story about the Lost Squadron. You guys need to go over there after you finish listening to this and listen to that or read that, watch the video. We'll be talking to Mr. Epps, uh, yeah, which is going to be awesome. Well. Yep. Um, I'm and, looking forward to the whole weekend, the whole oh, Saturday, man, man the whole oh, weekend. Man. And uh, just to put the icing on the cake, we get to hang out with a whole bunch of Infinite Flight peeps, and we're going to go uh, over to Stephen's house for a, another live interview on Sunday. And we haven't really promoted this one much so sunday the 8th of october look for the uh, youtube event on our youtube channel which is uh youtube.com slash flightcast audio and we'll be posting info on that and we'll be gathering at uh, the uh 
ModCon headquarters once again with an even bigger group this time, I believe, and a little bit better rig, and we're just going to go for it again. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. Yeah. yeah. And, and, we, you know, and that'll be a great opportunity to pick another airplane out of his model collection uh, to add in the future. To Infinite Flight. Yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so come over to the hangar uh, at PDK this Saturday and say hello. And grab your Flightcast patch. We're going to yep. have patches there. You can take one for free. Say hello. Tell us who you are. It'd be great. Uh, and I don't do autographs, so don't even ask. Just saying. Yeah. I'll take a picture with you, though. So, Mark, Flying Development Studio, obviously the maker of Infinite Flight, uh, which for My those employer. who are... Yeah, yeah, your employer. Mm-hmm. Um, and to those who are uninitiated, and it happens, uh, and don't know what we're talking about, this is a flight simulator you can use on your phone or tablet. <clears throat> and man... They're planning to launch their biggest update, uh, really in ever, um, and oh, this, even bigger than the initial launch of the app. Oh itself. my goodness! And there are elements of this update that will rival any flight simulator app oh, for absolutely. for PC, uh, Mac, mobile, whatever. So we're excited, and um, what's even more exciting is that uh, Infinite Flight is now an official sponsor of Flightcast as we head to Warbird Weekend, and uh, I'm just really happy about that. Um, in addition, four Infinite Flight developers will be with us next weekend, and uh, you'll also hear from them in the aforementioned live interview on Sunday. And uh, make sure you follow all of our social media accounts at Flightcast Audio. That's Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. Uh, Mark and I are not on Snapchat. That's for the kids. <laughs> Actually, I am on it uh, because of Matthew, only uh, because of him. Um, but that's it. So don't well, even be trying to look for me or hell. I don't even know how I'm listed on there. Well, let's leave but, it at that. Yeah. Don't even try to look for me because I ain't going to accept. Well, Mark, we have so much to talk about with our guests today. And frankly, I don't think we're going to get uh, to keep this one under an hour, but let's get to it. Okay, let's do it. And literally our guests today need not very much introduction or none in the Infinite Flight community, but I'm going to introduce them anyway. Joining us are two of the developers and the people behind this flight sim and, in a way, this podcast, as well as founders of Flying Development Studio. Literally days away from the much-awaited overhaul of Infinite Flight uh, that's almost been two years in the making are Laura Laban and Philippe Roland. Folks, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, Jason. Well, thanks for having us. Lauren Philippe, first, uh, I want to say another thank you to uh, for your support of Flightcast over the last few years, and especially leading up to Warbird Weekend. Uh, this hobby has continued to provide awesome and unique experiences for Mark and myself, as well as uh, lots of great friendships. So thank you to you both. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> Glad to be um, participating. I mean, it's it's amazing what you've built. Um in such a little time and there's such a great community around around the sim around the, the podcast um i mean it's just it's amazing so thanks yeah. for what you're doing agreed um you guys are on the brink of launching what has to be your biggest and greatest accomplishment so far with infinite flight and and feel free to chime in and disagree with me on that but for those who uh may not know or may not quite understand what the next update for your app is can you ex- one of you explain it for us you want to go go ahead uh, Laura 
Okay, so Infinite Flight came out uh, the first time on iOS in 2012, so it's about five and a half years now. Um, and for those who remember, uh, I think at the time we only had one or two regions, uh, one airplane, um, and we've kind of built the simulator based on that. So we always had um, uh, one airplane loaded at the time in one region. Uh, when Live came out, uh, which is our multiplayer experience, we had more airplanes that we added on top of everything. Um, so we kind of modified the engine to support multiple uh, planes. And then now uh, one of the requests that people had was to uh, enable cross-region flight or basically flying outside of the regions we had defined. Um, and this has been, I mean, it, it looks like it's simple, just, you know, change the balance of the region, but it's not actually that simple. So we're kind of... Um, we kind of had to spend a lot of development time and effort to make to get, kind of get rid of the regions. Um, so this new update is going to be oh, it's going to feel like a new game. I mean, for us, it's what it feels like. It's it's when you come back to the old version, it looks completely different. Um, the rendering is better. The you know you have many more features that are always linked to um, global aspect of the sim. Um, so we added things like fuel consumption, uh, nav mode for the autopilot. Um, we modified the map a little bit. Um, and um, so this is basically a list of all those things that are related to flying long distances in a simulator. Um, and we also have um, satellite imagery for uh, a significant portion of the planet. Um, so um, it looks really nice compared to what uh, people you're, were used to. Um, we're kind of we're really excited about this new update. Cool, um, you know I know of at least one surprise that people don't know about yet, and uh, it has to do with some of the rendering. Are you, are we allowed to say? Or are you going to leave that a surprise? It's something you I haven't shared. It's something you haven't shared on social media yet. So, yeah, so <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> Come on, yes, you do. <laughs> it's something Laura hasn't like splattered all over the internet yet. Well, I think oh, it's, you mean, it's, you, it's, you, mean, you mean something that started with N and ends with Ice Skies? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can talk about it. That's <clears throat> okay, Mark. Yeah. What is one of the one of the things that surprised me? This is not not too much surprises me because we all, all we all talk about it. Or I'll, I'll let you the honor to 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 uh, to mention it. No, you know what? No, one of you should honestly. Oh wow! Okay. I don't know. You, you, if Philippe, Philippe no, gives you the think, honor, I think it should be you, Jason. Come on, yeah. You, you've if been, Philippe you know, gives you, you the you, honor, dude. You need to take okay. it because that don't happen. Yeah, take, so, yeah, take so it. the 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 one of the coolest surprises, and this legitimately surprised me when when the update came along in test flight, was the fact that we have stars at night. And yes. not only does the the sun do the sun and moon orbit and go up and down and you know they they follow the actual i don't even know how you guys did this they follow the astronomical uh uh whatever uh, how do i even say this they, they're correct if you go to a certain they day should, and time they are where they should be they are where they should be yeah. and there are some nights where there's no moon and uh some nights where there's a full moon and but the the fact that we have stars and sometimes all you go and you fly on a on an evening that's got a nice full moon and it's nice and bright out and oh the ambient amazing. light oh man just from 
And, and, and even without the moon, the ambient light still, because, you know, in the RTM, the current public field right now, I mean, you just can't see anything at night. No. Um, and even now with uh, what everybody's been working on is uh, with even when there's no moon, you still have some ambient light to mm-hmm. where it's still even brighter than what it currently is in the public field. Yep. And, and the runway lights makes, look great. It's amazing. Oh, yeah it makes flying at night so much more enjoyable. And I find myself, um, actually flying, you know, of course in more real time, uh, whatever it is in that time zone. And if it's not, I just fly at night. Yep. And, and if, what's, what's the best I think is when you fly into a, a, an area and we should let them talk again, but you fly into an airport where during your flight sunsets and then you're landing at night and it's just, Oh, absolutely it's realistic. Uh, it's incredible. It's gorgeous. Uh, folks, you're going to love it. Um, so we can give a little more technical reason oh, please. of yes, uh, yes. how Good we idea. did this. And I mean, the, the, <laughs> like you, like you mentioned, uh, the reason we did this is because a lot of people were complaining about night flying. And, uh, the problem with night flying is to, uh, first of all, uh, a good way to improve it would would be to add um, uh, better lights to the aircraft, uh, and also CD lights, uh, all around. Uh, the problem with CD lights is, well, you need to know, uh, there's a, a data problem where you need to know where the CDs are and where the light in the CD in the CDs are. I mean, you can kind of fake it, but it's, it's actually not that easy at the, at the global scale. Uh, so we decided to improve, uh, to do the next best thing is to improve the, uh, like Mark was saying, the uh, ambient light um, at night. So it's it's a, a little bit more realistic. It's not very. It's not. It's probably not physically correct, uh, but it's it's pretty darn like appealing and 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 I think it's pretty realistic. I mean, the result is pretty realistic for a typical clear night with uh, uh, the 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 sky. I mean, the the stars and moon uh, contribution to uh, the nightlight. Yeah. Uh, so now you can effectively see and kind of uh, it, it, it's a lot easier to navigate uh, because so that's the second effect of it is now you know where the moon is and uh, since the star position is I think the moon position is absolutely correct the star's position is I think also follows uh, so if you're an old school navigator who uh, know where how to navigate with the stars. Uh, well, you can have fun with that. Wow, unbelievable! And there's yeah, a, I mean, there's it's... one detail about the moon that I think is interesting. Is it might be a challenge for some people. Um, it the moon is is a physical object. It is a sphere in the sky. Um, so I can let you guys imagine what kind of challenges uh, are possible with this. Right, especially with the different phases of the moon. Yep. Um, and you know, whenever, uh, <laughs> of course I'll, I'll troll, you know, work a little bit and I'll post a picture. I absolutely loving this moon. And I've, you know, uh, Photoshop the death star in there in place of the moon <laughs> and stuff like that. So <laughs> that's the next aircraft, right? Laura? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's coming. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so in our live broadcast last February in San Francisco, we, talked about some of the obstacles that you were facing and at the time back in february there were of course many and you'd already overcome some of them but um things like device memory limitations scenery file sizes uh because you guys purchased a large amount of scenery 
Um, and I'll, I want you to speak to that. And I, you did a little bit in February, but why don't you give us a refresher? Um, other things like graphic rendering. Um, what have proven to be the most difficult obstacles and how have you overcome them? Uh, I guess I'll take that one. Um, yeah, there's, there's been like so many uh, small, small uh, uh, problem along the way. Uh, I think Laura posted a while ago, like something on Twitter, kind of doing a, a rough list of all the little issues that uh, that we had to solve. And kind of looking back at this list, it's it's kind of amazing that we're we managed to uh, to 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 keep pushing. You know, at, you know, there was a lot of you know along the way, like with the two-year development cycle um, for for this big update. Like you you, there's time that you you're kind of. Uh, uh, you don't know if you're gonna be able to pull it off, like especially where we're not. We're, we didn't know what we were doing at the beginning, uh, and in the end, we we ended up making a the better part of a of a Google Earth type software where you can go anywhere in the world and 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 uh, have imagery and satellite imagery there. Um, so I would I would say the the most uh, the, the biggest issues was definitely uh, memory and performance optimizations, which is often are on mobile, uh, because we develop uh, a lot of things on PC first, and then once we have something, because it's a better, it's a faster iteration, we can try and um, things uh, a lot faster. Uh, but then when we put it on mobile, we realized, oh, mobile, there's this, there's this bug that, uh, this thing that doesn't work uh, on this device, or uh, we're using too much memory there, or this thing is is just too slow, uh, so we have to use a different uh, different technique. Uh, so this is the thing that takes a lot of time, like the the, the small little tweaks um, to to make the, the, to make the experience uh, enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, it's, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, I can, at first, like when we first had, when we first, um, uh, had the, the, the whole planet, uh, with, when we were starting a flight, you know, we need to load the, the planet. We need to load like the location where you are. And this was taking like, uh, tens, I mean, uh, minutes, like you could take like a, a at least a good, a good long minute to get to a stage where you could actually fly. Yeah. Uh, so we had to optimize a lot of this and and it's optimization at every uh, every level. So at the client level on your on your device like in the app, but there's also optimization on the server level so to make sure that you get the data that you need to be able to fly as fast as possible. Um, I don't know if I should get into the those details, but well, we're, we're is really. There, is there any optimization that's constantly happening on the server, or is it all done on the server side? Uh, server side, it's it's mostly done because our server architecture is is fairly simple. Like it's a few line of codes. It's basically something that you know you send a request with, "Hey, I'm here. Uh, send me the the in server response. Like, here's the here's the satellite imagery and the uh, and the elevations, like the terrain, yeah. uh, that's around you, and we and we load this as you fly. So that's the that's that's where we stream. And and we had to build this from scratch. This whole, whole architecture on 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 the the, the server that does this. Uh, but that part is, uh, I mean, beside 
not knowing what we're doing at the beginning and, <laughs> and making a lot of mistakes. Yeah, yeah. In the end, when you look at the final result, it's it's fairly simple, and and you want it to be simple because the simpler it is, the less issues uh, you, you you might encounter. So uh, let's say I fly from Dubai to Toronto on a A380. Uh, I'm crossing a lot of terrain at some point. I'm crossing a lot of water. What what sort of streaming file sizes can I expect in a flight like that? So let's say it's a I don't know how long it is. Maybe sixteen-hour, seventeen-hour flight. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, we haven't. I I know the the amount of the amount of streaming and the, uh, the amount of data like to load, for example, a flight at, at San Francisco SFO. Uh, it's about like last time I checked, it's about like three megabytes. Like it's not that much. Like, oh for, wow. yeah, no, that's not bad at all for a phone. Like to, to, and you know, it loads like quite a bit around you. So before it started loading again, uh, it, it, it really, uh, it really, t- uh, requires some time. Um, well, I mean, and you're, you're, you're loading progressively, time. right? So you're loading exactly. as far as the exactly. eye can see, but it's not high quality of that far away. Um, exactly. Yeah. It's, <clears throat> Progressive, yeah. Okay, so when you load up at SFO your aircraft and your terrain renders and all the things that go with that, and then you've basically, it's like streaming a, a song on Spotify. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, okay. And, I, you know, I think it would be good because, uh, Philippe, you, uh, you had touched a little bit on this uh, as far as the streaming back in uh, San Francisco uh, in February, but why we opted to stream versus doing the download of the entire globe itself. Oh, like into so, the app. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, um, and we, I think we we explained this a few times, but uh, you're you're right. It's it's a good thing to <laughs> to remind people. Um, exactly. It, it's a it's a considerable amount of of data that uh, we would have. So there's two two reasons. First, the data that we stream, it's hundreds of gigabytes, uh, and I know you can now buy phones that have 256 gigabytes, which could uh, probably uh, store the what's on the server, like the compressed, the super compressed version of it. Uh, but most phones do not have this, and you most likely have other apps on your phone that takes a significant amount of memory. Uh, I mean, storage. Um, so f- for us, it it doesn't really. We didn't want to have to force people to download, uh, you know, two hundred something gig uh, data. Uh, package before they start flying. We could uh, let them download part of it, but again, it would be to download a whole region where you you feel like you can do a long flight right away. It would take significant amount of time uh, and a lot of space. So, and we realize like if we look at at, at um, uh, like statistics of how much people usually have. Uh, of storage uh, available, free storage available on their phone, it's actually pretty pretty low because you have a lot of music, you might have some shows, you might have other apps that use gigs uh, of, to to install. Um, so that's that's the first reason. The second reason is it gives you us the opportunity to update this data without forcing you to re-download a whole package. Ah, perfect. So if we add if we add more detail imagery down the road, which we absolutely do, or if we continue to add more coverage for the medium, I mean, for the 15 meter uh, resolution, which is considered to be like a medium quality. Uh, it's great at, at uh, like we said, it's great at cruise level, but 
it's it's not you know the the Google Earth quality when you're on the ground, but it's you know it allows us to to cover a large amount of uh, of terrain without you know going bankrupt. Um, it allows us to to update this imagery um, uh, whenever we want, and for you, all you have to do is uh, fire up your app. When we tell you, "Hey, we updated this region," come back to that region, and you will automatically see that that new imagery without reinstalling the app, without yeah, downloading another another you know, two two gig package or something like that. So that's that's what we that's why we did this. Um, we know that it comes at a price, and the price is uh, is that you need an internet connection at all time to be able to fly. But uh, we uh, we thought it was. I mean, today, 2017, it's not the case everywhere. Eventually. It's not the case everywhere, but. Uh, it's, it's starting to be to to be part of like every phone has uh, a data connection. Like a lot of phones, a lot of tablets have a data connection, even if you're not on Wi-Fi. Uh, yes, because this works Wi-Fi or cellular. I mean, you're you know all depend. You're, you'll have to watch out for your the cellular cost. But like I said, we it's not that much data. Like you can do a flight from L.A. to San Francisco and uh, I mean, don't quote me on this, but I don't know. It's, it might be 50 megs of data, the, the whole flight, and that's that's well, like a two-hour flight. And a lot of time, people are on a Wi-Fi connection, so it, it's 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 not going to be always that you're streaming data uh, from your service yes. provider. Yes, and and also also if obviously on the device we cache all this all this data. So if you've been to a place. Uh, and you come back later, like if you or if you do the same route over and over again, most of this data would already be on your device. Um, right now, I think the cache uh, is set to like a hundred megs, which is it's just because we don't want to we don't want to use too much uh, space on the user device. Uh, the only thing that takes a lot of space is the aircraft, of course, uh, but. Uh, for the terrain, we really wanted to to have a very very lightweight um, impact on your device uh, memory uh, storage. Yeah. Uh, this is something we might increase. This is something we might let people uh, set themselves if they have more space. Okay. Uh, like set how much uh, uh, memory that Infinite Flight's using? How much uh, storage? How much? Uh, yeah, storage is used for. Um, the 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 scenery data. Oh, I see. Physical storage. Okay, got it, got it. Well, and, and that, but that kind of sort of leads into to another section is and and that's uh, system resources, right? So you, uh, or specifically, how much memory the app is consuming. That's been a pretty big challenge for you because there are finite numbers to deal with here. So, um, yes. uh, what's the solution? Uh, so one thing that we're doing with this update is we we raise the minimum uh, device requirement because up, up up until now Infinite Flight uh, only require like I think uh, you could you could play on an iPhone 3GS uh, it probably looked really bad and very slow but we didn't have any uh, we had really really uh, uh, low minimum device requirement and that caused us issues because as we because infinite flight is a 
is something that's been evolving for the past five years. So now we have to maintain every time we have an update or add a feature, we have to look at, okay, does it work on that old phone or old device that people have? And this is costing us a lot of time to optimize and, and uh, make sure that it, it doesn't crash because uh, a lot of crashes that we have are, are caused by out-of-memory uh, issues. And this, this goes, uh, this is uh, even bigger when uh, you want to bring, like you want to be able to fly all around the world uh, because there's a lot of data coming, coming in uh, that you have to, to, uh, uh, to process in real time as you fly. And this costs a lot of memory. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Laura. So the, oh, just, just, to, yeah, just to finish the, the technical, this technical segue is, uh, so the minimum device requirement now is uh, you have to have a device that has at least uh, one gig of of RAM. So that's the um, the, the 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 memory. Uh, there's not really a limit for storage because, like I said, we don't really use that much. Uh, of of storage except for for aircraft. I think if you have all the content of Infinite Flight, it probably takes about two gigs of your storage. Uh, so that should fit in um, in most phone today that you have like 64 or even 32 gigs of of storage. Um, and we also have uh, on iPhone the so this translates to any device that is 64-bit. Uh, so for people who do not understand this, I think it's anything uh, at least and above uh, the iPhone 5S. Uh, anything that can install iOS 10. I think that's a better way to say it. Okay. Uh, you need to have a device that can install iOS 10. Uh, and I think we also, you, we need iOS 10. I think it's our, our we, we we require that now to make sure that you have such device. On Android, it's a little bit uh, more complicated because there is so many different devices and um, we haven't, um, it's a little bit more tech, you need to have a device that has, that support OpenGL3, uh, OpenGL ES3, um, but it, it's kind of hard to, um, like for people who don't know what that means, I, I would say that, that if means. you <laughs> if you have if you have a device that's that's been out in the last like three years, you should be completely fine. Uh, anything before that, uh, you probably have like you're probably not having a good experience right now with the current version of Infinite Flight. So uh, the the new version, which we still, I mean, it's still pretty optimized. Um, yeah, you won't have a good experience. So we we rather raise that minimum device requirement, and so that we can make sure that everyone who has Infinite Flight should have a good flying experience. Where you know, even in in low device in, in low quality of rendering, uh, which already look a lot better than our current uh, app rendering, uh, you it it runs at you know at at least 20 FPS, but it, it will, our goal is that every device out there runs at 30 frames per second on at least low quality. And, um, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's been the very challenging. Okay. So Philippe, where can people go to find all of this? If I say 
you know, I, I, I'm not part of the infant flight community. This is the first time I, I started enjoying it. Where do I go to get this info if I want numbers in front of my face? So usually all of this has been said uh, in my in the post that we um, in the post on the forum there are in the announcement category the community dot infinite dash flight dot com there, uh, there is a announcement category where there those are official uh, the official channel that comes directly from all the information that comes directly from us um, I would say that yeah anything that is said by uh, Laura or myself in those posts should that's the only thing that you should take for um, truth <laughs> uh, because there's a, a lot of noise but I, usually uh, there's there's been a few posts uh, that we we had this year to kind of update the community on the status of global flight of uh, this global update uh, and uh, all of this information uh, has been said so but we will once we do the official launch we will summarize uh, all of this, all the requirements, um, and you know, pricing and all that stuff. So, terrific. Which is probably a good segue on your next section. <laughs> yes. Well, actually, before we move into pricing, um, Laura, Infinite Flight currently has aircrafts and regions, or aircraft and regions. Some free, some are paid upgrades. What is happening with the regions and aircraft for this release? I know that this is sort of mentioned in uh, Philippe's post on the forum, or maybe it's completely mentioned, but but what's happening there? So um, since we have um, global, I mean, the, the like Philippe mentioned, the subscription will unlock everything in this planet. We've posted about this. If you want to fly everywhere, you have to have the subscription. But some people have bought... Um, regions in the past versions. Um, so we have this um, sort of um, reputation of trying to be fair uh, to our customers. Um, How dare so, you? <laughs> so we don't want anyone to have, who have purchased anything in the app to be uh, disappointed because they don't have access to something they purchased before. Uh, so what we're going to do is uh, we're still going to honor the purchase regions. So let's say, for example, you do not want to get the global upgrade, uh, you do the global package, the subscription, um, and but you bought some regions that are um, uh, that were in the older version of the app. Uh, you can still access those. We're going to unlock those regions for you. Um, so, for example, if you purchased London and you don't have the global package, then you can still fly there. Um, it's going to be accessible to you. Um, one thing also that's worth mentioning is um, we still have, when you don't have a subscription, you cannot fly outside of the regions. We're going to use the same scheme as before. The engine is going to be uh, cut. Um, but if you fly fast enough from one region to the other, then it's fine. So, for example, uh, Chicago and Oshkosh, who are um, connecting, you can fly between these two. And if you fly from... Um, London to Paris, and if you fly in a in a section that's actually like the two regions are connected by a corner, if you fly in that corner, you can fly across the regions. Uh, we could have limited that. We decided not to do it. Um, it just gives some people access to, I guess, uh, cross-region flight. Um, and in terms of aircraft, we haven't changed anything at this point. Um, we don't have any aircraft coming for this update. 
But if you have purchased aircraft in the past, they're still going to be available to you uh, in the app with the new update. All right. That's pretty exciting news, actually, for people that might not be able to either afford or or use Global for some reason. That's that's a I, I like that solution of being able to take off and land in, in uh, regions that exist already for you. It's great. Good mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so yes, Philippe, this this leads into se- segues into the next question, and either of you can take this. Um, <clears throat> I tried to pry out of you in February in San Francisco what the new pricing model was going to look like. Uh, you declined to answer, and uh, or, or you sort of uh, sidestepped a little bit. Um, can you say something now about it? Um, we. Well, we can't. We're not ready to give give out the the actual amount um, that this this the subscription the new subscription model is is going to be. Um, what the I think the thing we can we can say oh, the the simple reason is because we're we've been going back and forth with uh, with with what to do with this uh, many 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 time. Uh, we are still uh, you know we. We're not business people, so we, at the same time, we have to be a little bit, um, so we can continue to sustain our business and make sure that, you know, we can continue improving, doing everything that we want to do and everything that the community wants us to do with Infinite Flight. Um, uh, the one thing that we can share is that there won't be any difference between the monthly subscription in terms of features and what you have access to between the the monthly uh, subscription and the yearly so you will have now whether you can afford uh, only like a monthly subscription like you know once in a w- once in a while you have you know a few extra bucks and you you want to uh, have uh, play with uh, infinite flight and with uh, global you'll be able to uh, to have the full experience uh, with that monthly price, uh, where before um, you can on, you could only uh, have the full experience if you had the life. You know there was a difference between there's a difference between Life Plus and Life, uh, which Life is is was um, the Life subscription was a monthly one and the Life Plus was their yearly one. So we're simplifying all of this. We'll have one type of subscription and you can buy it. You know monthly. Or yearly, uh, and that's that's up to you. Okay, yeah, but what if I what if all I do is download the app? What do I get? Uh, with the download of the app, uh, you pretty much get uh, the all the, the the free aircraft that we have, all the the, the fleet of aircraft that we have, uh, which is pretty significant now. Um, we know it's not they're not all the the best quality that we provide. But this is definitely something that we're, you know, we're inching towards improving. Um, we do want to have a, a fleet of aircraft that are all high quality. Uh, it's a matter of time and resources and money. <laughs> we can't, we can't release, uh, uh, you know, five aircraft in a year. That's that's that would be impossible unless we have a team of a hundred, <laughs> of a yeah. hundred artists, and good artists. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so you get you get pretty much the same thing as before uh, today, except you get it with the high, the the much better quality uh, uh, scenery rendering, uh, 
regions that I don't remember if we increased the size of the existing regions a little bit. I'm not sure. Um, no, they're still the same. They're still the same. Yeah, still the same region. Yeah. But like, like Laura didn't just mention. Now there is there's tricks to to cross regions uh, if you if you want to try that. Um, so that's yeah, that's the that's the big difference. It's mostly the much more accurate. Um, uh, scenery, uh, both both in terms of of, of uh, imagery and um, and terrain uh, topography. Okay. Um, but to try it after the update, not right now. Yes, correct. Yeah. Do not try to cross region flight. Yes, that will not end well for you. There's uh, yes, I mean, no. actually one thing. Sorry, go ahead, uh, okay. Laura. Uh, yeah, I was going to say there's there's one thing that's worth mentioning about this new update and the and the pricing and, and all the subscription is that we won't have a live only subscription. Um, just want to make it clear. Uh, and the reason is because we don't want to have a controller that does have the global upgrade or the global package um, vector someone out of the region not knowing that they don't have access to outside of the region. So this is why we made the decision not to have as long as you want to connect to uh, to the, the servers to play with other people, everybody has the same um, subscription and planet. So they can fly everywhere and you don't have to be uh, restricted just because somebody doesn't have a subscription. So they're tied together now. Yeah, so as soon as you have the, yeah, as soon as you, you can go online, that means you have, you have access to global, which simplify all those situations uh, with, with ATC and, uh, so that's that's actually a good one of the initial reason why we decided to uh, to to have to have global is, and and to give it to everybody who's uh, to offer it to everybody who uh, have uh, purchased the online subscription. Okay, Laura, you have a new team member. You have a new developer on the team. Um, mm -hmm. Cam has been with you now for the summer, I believe. And uh, by the way, Philippe and Laura, did you know summer's over and you guys didn't launch the app? Not in, <laughs> yes. We didn't specify which year, which year of the summer. That's right. I, I, I think it's on the Not, slide somewhere. But. Oh my goodness. I lose my mind when I go to your Instagram account. I can't handle it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I but just don't no, read the comments. Uh, yeah. No, I, sh I should learn. Um, but Cam, Cameron's been with you uh, and we've, we've had Cam on the podcast before a couple of times. He's the um, mastermind behind live flight app which is a, a flight tracker an awesome flight tracker actually for uh, infinite flight and uh, you can go to liveflightapp.com and check that out um so what's what's cam's role been primarily uh getting into developing with you guys so he's uh worked mostly on the ui uh for the summer um and it's been working super great i mean he's he's obviously really passionate about the product um, and he's helped me a lot um, because there's a, I had too much on my plate. This is why like we found Val to uh, offload some of the stuff that I and Philippe were working on. And now with Cameron, um, he kind of picked up a lot of the UI work. Um, so user there's interface, lots of things that for I, those who don't know. Yeah, sorry, user interface work. Uh, so there's uh, I could focus more on all the navigation stuff, all the um, 
uh, fuel consumption, all the things that were related to uh, global and not just on the UI. So it's been he's been a tremendous help, and, and we're happy that he's, he's still going to work with us um, uh, when he's in, in uh, university, I think, or college. Um, so, but yeah, it's it's been great for us, like as a, as a recruitment tool, because he's he started, uh, you know, kind of getting known in the community by by uh, using the API that we had uh, made available in the app uh, and on the website. Um, and this is actually the second person we kind of recruit based on their um, commitment to using the API. Uh, and we think this is like. You know, advice for anyone out there: If you ever want to work with us, um, we don't send out like we don't, you know, uh, cold calls. We doesn't work. If you want to do something, just work on an app that's connected to the API, uh, make something great, uh, and if it kind of aligns with what we want to do, um, this is what has worked for Val and, and Cameron now. So yeah, we don't we don't look at resume, um, or uh, we 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 look at you know if you're excited, like Lovar said, if you're excited about the app and you're doing. You're you're part of the community, and um, and and you want to contribute, and you you're showing that you're you have uh, you, you can do quality work. Uh, this is the best, uh, you know, the best resume that you can have. Uh, if if you know one day Infinite Flight is something that you would love to you know improve and uh, make make all the all the requests from the community come true. You mean my Instagram. Po- uh, comment doesn't count as a resume. <laughs> I mean, depending on what kind of job you want to have, I mean, this could work. I mean, Jeez. hell, they hired me, Jason. That's true. That is very true. You know, I, I mean, to this day, you know, I don't know I get what, fired what you're doing. Week. I, I get fired <laughs> weekly. Wait, well, you, you work for us? <laughs> I think you guys need to fix the glitch in accounting. Yeah. If you know what I mean. <laughs> The, uh, I mean, that's a, to be serious, that's a good point. Like most of the people that we work with have been, uh, people that we, uh, we met through the community, um, at every stage, uh, of, of development, uh, Mark, Tyler, uh, Cam, Val, like all, basically all the US based, based people, uh, were, uh, were from the community. Awesome. Uh, so, so guys, what does this, what does this release mean for your company? I mean, it's been two years in the making. Um, you've been sharing posts on social media and on the forum along the way to kind of try and get people updates, visual updates. Um, where, what do you see this being for Flying Development Studio? I mean, for, for me, it feels like, um, we're we're back to 2012. Um, just Philippe and I uh, before the release, the initial release on iOS, which was the most stressful one. Um, this kind of like, are we ready? Are we not ready? Um, is this good enough? You know, what if this crashes? What if this is not good enough? What if it? You know, there's lots of questions, and then you know things are almost like ready to go. We're almost about to send it to Apple. Um, and it's it's uh, it's kind of an eerie feeling uh, to to be reaching that point. And like Philip was mentioning about that comment that I made on Instagram, it's like looking back at everything that we had to go through, um, all the error messages, the logs, the things that we just, you know, it's it's a really it, it was like I was talking to um, Kevin in France yesterday, and he was like he everybody's kind of 
done with it. Like we really want to ship it and and see what people think. Um, and and he was telling me this morning that you know every time he goes to see somebody, someone of his friends, they're like, so is it out? And he's like, no, not yet. Soon. It's like, but you've been telling us soon for like like ten months, <laughs> yeah. a year. Um, God, and, and don't like, I see that every day. But it's like even people who are not interested are just like friends of ours. Like everything, like me, it's the same. Like my parents are asking, uh, my friends are asking, my neighbors are asking. Everybody knows that you know we have this big update. Um, so it's it's really like we there's a lot of anticipation on it, and it's but it's it's a major major step. Like there's um, we kind of know that the terrain was was the part that that you know was I would say lacking was not really that the good word for it it was like it was a little behind in terms of quality and for good reasons because if we had to get rid of the regions then you know we had to spend two years um making it work because it's it's really a, it, it's a it's a huge endeavor um so it's it's for us it's like what i said before it, it it's like infinite flight 2.0 it's just, this is how we want people to see it uh it could be an entirely new app uh and it opens so much opportunities for people to connect in the community because we have pretty much you know the entire world so if you want to have a mission if you want to do some missions somewhere um you know in in hurricanes if you want to do there's there's so much things that we can do now even discovering there's there's screenshots that that the beta testers are sending everybody's like where'd you find this place where is this this is so beautiful you know somewhere in alaska new zealand uh, in Africa, all the Middle East is beautiful. Over the Alps, the northern uh, northern Europe, like everything, everywhere you go to, um, it's not just like it feels like you're learning about geography. Um, you're learning about all these new places, um, not just because you're flying over, but because it's just so beautiful. Um, so it's it's I'm really like impressed by the the, the work that the team has done, uh, and and like it's it's um. It's very emotional for for me and probably for the rest of the team because it's it's um it's been so long in the making that we just can't wait to uh, to ship it. Yeah, you going on vacation after it ships? <laughs> Absolutely um, not. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, Mark's probably, like, oh uh, no, you better all not. the issues and because I yeah. mean to be clear, we're we're fully expecting. I mean, we spend a lot of time uh, beta testing and shout out to all the beta tester actually that really helped us. Um, uh, continuing to help us uh, with with all the last little bugs and and uh, this has been really uh, really great for us for us to have uh, such a dedicated uh, team of people that are taking you know time out of their day to to help us ship it. So um, for everybody out there it. that I'm sorry, I said in pushing it. I mean they're they're trying to they're they're doing what they're supposed to be doing and trying to break things they're trying to do what yeah. they can to and it's cause not problems. It, it is not easy to do when you have a fun new toy where you can fly do long flight and and we ask you okay uh try to crash after you know your 10 hour flight and yeah. <laughs> and, and tell us what says okay well that happened on live right all right now mark i need you to go do that on solo wait you want me to go do a 16 hour flight on solo <laughs> uh, I, I'm gonna have to manually add that. And you did it. You did it. That's. Yeah. I did it. <laughs> Mark's but, I mean, like, that's let what... me clear my schedule. Okay, done. <laughs> that's actually. But... That, that's actually. I'm. I'm just gonna go back to one of your previous question. Uh, sorry if I run, but that 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 was one of the the hard thing to to achieve is, uh, Infinite Flight is not an app that you 
turn on and use for five minutes and turn off, uh, which it, it is right now. Like our average session time is is about six to ten minutes, which is already pretty long for an app uh, on mobile. Uh, but uh, now we we had uh, users have the opportunity to fly f- to to use the app, an app that consume uh, a lot of uh, a lot of resources on your device for 12, 14, 16, 16 hour flights, uh, or probably even more, uh, if you get your fuel right. Uh, the app has to has to work and not crash for that time. Uh, and this this has been, and it, we still have, I'm sure there's some, some cases where that happened, but this has been a major challenge uh, for to, to make sure that it doesn't crash, that it uses as as little uh, battery as possible. I mean, obviously, you can't do a 16-hour flight without you know a plug-in uh, to plug in your device and, and charge it at the same time. But we're really working on and, and already worked and continue working on improving uh, that that experience. And it was so exciting um, when we first brought the uh, the beta team on. Uh, and and added everybody uh, with the beta access. I mean, Laura, Laura and I had talked uh, one day about just how exciting it is um, for everybody, all the beta team, to just their excitement and how wild they were about this update and and being able to access and do this and do that, and that was exciting for us. Um, and the messages that we were getting in PMs or on Slack or whatever. Uh, just people blown away at the significant difference oh, from yeah. the RTM to what this is going to be. And it, it's exciting. And that was with the small uh, beta test group. So, I mean, I can only imagine how amplified it's going to be um, once uh, it's once we do release this. And, and, and to echo what uh, Philippe said earlier, even on the lowest settings, it's still superior to what the rtm is right now to what the public build is it is still absolutely phenomenal oh yeah um you guys i asked uh our i didn't want to put questions out on the forum i I decided against it for this episode just because of how uh, i wouldn't have been able to weed through it so what i did instead is um i went to our infinite flight atc crew uh, for the expert server, and I asked them instead. So um, I've got a few questions here. If you don't mind, we can just do a little rapid fire. Um, and actually, Mark, if you want to take a look at our discussions channel on Slack, there's a thread, um, and you can maybe pick one out for me. Um, Seb is asking, uh, Sebastian, who's one of our uh, mods as well, he's asking um, that you've got some some issues happening, or you did, uh, along the 60th parallel um, with uh, topography, is that still a thing? And and what's the what's limiting you from getting accurate results? Sixtieth, um, you mean? Yeah, isn't that what I said? Oh, okay, sorry. I, I, yeah, probably I heard sixteenth. Um, oh, yeah, sixtieth. Uh, well, it's just because the the source data that we're using is uh, is not it doesn't have any information above uh, the sixtieth parallel and and below the minus sixty. Uh, there is data source that have this this data, uh, so but we haven't had the time to process it and and add it to uh, to our uh, uh, our server. Uh, 
processing this data is actually, I mean, takes takes a significant amount of time. Uh, we actually have, I actually have a machine on my desk that is dedicated to this now. Oh, wow. uh, and it takes it takes days. It's uh, like your mind. Is that the machine coins. you showed us the other day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a that's machine. That's, yeah, yeah that's, that's what we'll call it, is a machine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's just a data problem, but with the like I said before, with the streaming, like it won't be an issue for us to update. Um, so when we'll update, you guys will just restart the app, and the data will be there. Um, so right now, as soon as you hit the 60th parallel, and we know there's some interesting regions out uh, up there uh, that um, that that you know it, it will not be great to not have them. Uh, but this is how it is. We have some time. We have to make those those tough decisions so we can finally ship. <laughs> yeah, no, no, this, that's uh, uh, understandable. Yeah. Um, um, so right now it's just it's just flat. As soon there's a big cliff and it's flat. Okay. Uh, and and I mean not great, but honestly you have there's there's millions of square miles to explore. Uh, it's just it, it's funny because you don't we don't really realize like the, the just sheer size of the earth until you actually explore it at the speed of an aircraft even at the speed of a jet fighter yeah it's you know it is a lot of 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 uh, vista and things to explore yeah uh, and yeah, we have 44 hours of, airport, of flying around the equator is what it is <laughs> yeah uh, way to go on that mark <laughs> amazing so i mean try it with a you know with a cessna and then the the life of 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 this of the simulator is is infinite. Yeah, hence yeah, the name. I was just, I was just uh, flying over the uh, Himalayas a couple of days ago, and I was telling Philippe like this is this chain of mountains is so humongous. There's mountains as far as I could see on on every uh, every angles, and it's like it you realize how big it is and there's like satellite imagery for all this area and you can fly, let's say, Oh, I'll go South and I'll go to India and it's all going to be there. So yeah. it's just, it's, it's really, um, it's a different experience. It's, it's an, it, even sometimes when you're flying, uh, like on global, the other day I was flying, uh, somewhere near with, between like Beijing and some place, I forgot the name, Tianjin or something like that. And, um, I was flying in maybe like 23,000 feet, and there was another guy on top, up top. He was going from like Paris to maybe I forgot where. But it's it's so weird to be like, oh, he came from all the way from Paris like eight hours ago, and he's here now, and he's he's got another like five or six hours to go. Um, it's it's really interesting. Um, well, and then if you look at the pictures that some of our uh, our testers have shown us, um, you know, because we've got several testers, of course, that are you know real world airline pilots. And they'll take, you know, they'll have some pictures of when they're at cruise at, uh, of certain landscapes, but then they will do that same flight and, and show us what it looks like in infinite flight right now and how it's so hard to tear, tell the difference between the realistic, uh, uh, the, the real world terrain versus, uh, what the terrain is going to be rendering in infinite flight. Um, it, it's, it's absolutely amazing. I mean, that's there are no words really. The the uh, and it. I mean to the atmo uh, the atmospheric uh, rendering that um, our our developer Kevin and friends did for this is is largely oh responsible for that. Amazing. Oh yeah, uh, amazing for for that 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 visual that uh, really 
because if you remove the atmospherics, it, it it really it it's bland and it's it really adds this perception of distance. Uh, uh, you can, I mean, something to note actually is we we don't limit. You, you can see a mountain that is uh, super far. I mean, a tall mountain like I don't know Mount Everest. You can probably see it from uh, 80, 80 kilometers uh, away, uh, probably more if you at cruise altitude. Um, there's, I mean, it's a real planet and with infinite, uh, I mean, not infinite, but with, with you see as, as far as the eye can see, uh, in this. And this is something even on desktop, I haven't, I haven't seen done properly, uh, beside Google earth. So I'm not, so simulators, uh, it, it's always, there's fairly, uh, 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 fairly strong limitation on the on the, the amount of, of, of things that you can see far away. Yeah, um, no, I mean, you guys, you guys be, went I all out on I haven't, this. I haven't looked at desktop simulator uh, that, that much, but uh, the, the quality uh, quickly uh, um, lowers as you, as you, as you look uh, far away. Yep. Uh, I had another question here from uh, Dashyanth, which is Dash to all of us. Uh, he's asking, uh, how often do you plan on updating new airport and navigation data for global? Uh, so this is uh, so the all the airport data. Uh, I'm gonna put Val on on the line on this. Is is uh, so Val is is the one who who's uh, taking care of um, of all the airport data and and uh, like the aviation data uh, okay. a database uh, and you know. Since since we since we uh, uh, started working on global, we already updated updated it many times. Uh, it's fairly easy because we have um, there's a repository on GitHub where the the uh, airport editing team is is working and doing a great job at at, at updating airports on a regular basis. Um, to give you a number, it's kind of uh, an actual time frame. Uh, it's 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 kind of hard, but Anytime there'll be a significant change, uh, a number of change, will you know it's fairly easy for us to just um, compile the new database and and put it on the server, and it will automatically be um, be available to everyone. Uh, at least every time there's a new version, like we'll, we'll update it, um, uh, or okay. a new plane, or something like that. Well, that's a good uh, segue into another question. Um, I don't know how to say his name, Ish34. <clears throat> He's asking, uh, what is next? So after this, this is like the, I don't know if you've thought this far ahead yet, but, you know, this is it. This is the big thing. So what's next after this? So uh, there's, <laughs> go ahead. I can, Sorry. I can take this one. Uh, yeah, so there's there's many things. I mean, it, it obviously this opens tons of different opportunities for us to add buildings, to add, you know, many oh things goodness. related to... The planet. Do you see buildings? Um, I said buildings. I don't know. No, no, I didn't hear. Um, I didn't hear buildings. I, I, <laughs> I didn't hear buildings either. No. no. <laughs> I said so dumplings. Dumplings. Oh, okay. Dumplings. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so I mean, it's it's we've got we had this in mind. Like when when Val was working on the system to render the airport pavements, we also thought about like how would we use the same system to render things like forest and city lights and cities and all these types of things that are kind of vector based. Um, so they would be this, these things. And there's also 
we'd like to improve cloud rendering, like to make actually clouds in the sim. So uh, there's that, there's also water. Uh, we kind of had to take out the water, like the nice water rendering for this update because uh, we just didn't have time to have Kevin work on, on those big tasks at the same time. Um, oh yeah, so but the water you, looks incredible. Uh, it's just using the satellite, nice. satellite imagery. Right. Well, because you, we you don't have, not all the yeah. water's the same color. So now the water is yeah. the color that it's supposed to be, even though it's not moving. Yeah, it's supposed to be. So that's, I mean, that's the trade-off. That uh, so yeah. when you do when you do water, uh, it's going to be like you have. It's not. It's hard to have different color water when you do it. Like when you do an animated water uh, that looks realistic when you when you're close by, but in exchange we have, like you say, we have the satellite imagery water, which does look amazing. But yeah, it doesn't. There's not that not nice shine or reflection. Yeah, uh, no, that anymore. was totally the right call. I think on that on that which, one. Which. Yeah, I mean, it, it does add though that that when we added that that water, uh, it did add like a lot of you know it adds something animated in the in the environment. So and it add also, you know, that that ground detail because water uh, has a lot more detail and it, it as soon as you have more ground detail, you have a better sense of scale and right. that's that's very that's the one thing that I think will work is uh, as Laura was saying is is adding ground detail either dumplings or yeah. uh, or for forests uh, uh, some some sort of yeah details that really uh, make you understand that that mountain that is next to you is huge because you can see that there's a tiny tree that's supposed to be you know 10 or I mean uh, 30 feet tall uh, uh, and you know that that gives you a point of reference as to how big uh, that thing is uh, and that's the thing that we really need to work on yeah yeah and and just to i just want to say i flew into hawaii from oh where did i start i started with joe somewhere in the some in the united states las vegas and uh for a friday night flight this past friday and flying into just flying into honolulu was absolutely stunning like i can't i'm flying in there and i'm i'm thinking i cannot believe this is happening on my ipad and uh so uh job very well done i i want to uh, wrap this up because uh, we've we've gone long. So, what do you guys want to add? Uh, this is the the mic is yours. Uh, what do you want to say to uh, your listeners, to the community, um, as we dive into this amazing update, which is happening in a few days? Um, I would say just um, uh, just enjoy it. Um, we think it's going to be. I mean, even after like a year, year and a half, I think the, the first time. Philippe sent me the new planet with the atmosphere was probably around April, mid-March last year, so in 2016. And he told me just like, hey, uh, the rendering is there, now just make the plane fly on it. Um, and I've been amazed every single time that I was playing. Um, so I, I just, it's going to be worth it. We know that it's been um, a very extremely stressful time for some people. They've had to uninstall the app in anger um yes. but it's gonna be it's gonna be worth it, worth it um uh and there's like i think just the comments from the beta testers and what you guys just just said uh kind of highlights this um so uh, and, and one, one other thing i would say like about the community so we haven't really made any plans in terms of what we're going to do about live uh, because we don't really know what like the community is going to do with live when global comes out. 
Um, so we didn't make any changes to the way ATC worked because we want to see um, how people are going to behave in such a huge space. And, and I've been caught making assumptions in the past about the way live was going to work. And when we shipped a version, I realized this was completely wrong and this is not the way people want to play it. And we've tried a few times to kind of steer the community in a direction. And most of the time it doesn't work uh, because the community goes where it wants to go. So we're just going to see, just put it out there and see what people do with it um, and then facilitate whatever pain point they have. Um, so yeah, we, we just like, we just can't wait to have it out. Philippe, how about you? Um, the, the way I see global, uh, I mean, this global update is, uh, as a canvas, like we, we, it's, uh, we set up infinite flight to, uh, we open the door to a lot of things that we wanted to do before and that we, we decided to delay. Uh, because without without the ability to fly uh, in the entire world, it 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 would uh, it didn't make sense because we would um, develop the feature for the limited regions and we would probably had to develop it in certain certain way that then would have to be redone anyway later on. So for us, I mean everybody that is gonna uh, get global and then you know probably tell us okay now what. Uh, like the question that you you asked before, just want to let them know that this this is kind of the the gateway to uh, uh, much more to come for Infinite Flight. Everything that we wanted to add needed this before uh, those those extra things could happen. Um, and this is why we we spend so much time to get it right. I mean, we spend also a lot of time to get it wrong. Yeah. Uh, we're not we're not geniuses, and we made a lot of mistakes, uh, but we learned from them. And and honestly, like like Laura said, like you know, we hope we really hope you'll have fun. I mean, we surely do. We have we love flying in there. Um, I love using it as my new Google Earth. I mean, I'm I'm actually often opening Infinite Flight instead of opening Google Earth to <laughs> to show to to see what something you know look like. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I, I would say just, we really, 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 you know, hope that you enjoy it and, um, we'll continue making it better. Uh, it might not be perfect on this, on the first, uh, the first release, but, uh, we'll make it better. And, uh, yeah. Awesome. That's it. Well, and that's one thing that we're always talking about at work is, um, you know, when we're having discussions about the update itself i mean we're talking about okay this is what we need for v1 for sure which is version one and then we have v2 you know plans for that and then three and so on and so forth so um you know people just definitely need to understand that once this is released then you know that's not the end of it i mean there's going to constantly be enhancements and you know new updates in the future and everything else um it's just that this one has just been such a massive undertaking to um you know, to get everything ready for its release. Yeah. So, more things are still yet to come for sure. Can't wait. Uh, Lauren, Philippe, thank you both so much for taking time out of your schedules. I know you're busy getting this ready, and uh, uh, of course, I realize you have to talk about Mark all the time. So, uh, you're welcome, oh, I, I guess, right, Mark? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, we will see you guys both uh, in like two days at Warburg Weekend. So, uh, yes. Safe travels. Thank you, Jason. See you soon.
Alright guys, as always, don't forget to check out uh, Flightcast Cafe for bonus content from this and other episodes. Uh, and also keep your eye on our blog for Warbird Weekend schedules at flightcast.audio slash blog. And uh, please come say hi at our booth on Saturday, October 7th. Thanks for listening. This episode of Flightcast is brought to you by Infinite Flight, the best mobile flight simulator that you can download for your phone or tablet in the App Store or on Google Play. For more on the podcast, visit flightcast.audio and be sure to subscribe on iTunes or YouTube. You can find us on social media at Flightcast Audio. You can also find Infinite Flight at Infinite Flight. Flightcast is also brought to you by Linkhouse Media on the web at linkhousemedia.com. I'm Jason Rosewell. Hanging out with me was Skyhawk Heavy. Thanks for listening, and happy landings. Thank you.